The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome so much to this episode. This is Sandy Starr, and she is going to be talking to us today all about gut health. So a lot of us have struggled with food intolerances, some gut issues, so we're excited to talk about that today. Sandy, welcome and tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, So... uh, I'm a holistic practitioner, nutritionist. I've also studied herbology, and I personally experienced a lot of gut issues, uh, autoimmune, uh, all kinds of things, migraines uh, as a child. And so in my mid-30s, being diagnosed with autoimmune and just being really sick, actually, I kind of have a whole history of things that had happened throughout my life. I just wanted to get... Well, and so I went the alternative route after seeing so many medical doctors that just put me on prescriptions. And uh, once I went holistic, naturopathic, really more of a functional approach, um, I got rid of uh, certain foods and healed the gut. And my autoimmune has been in remission for over a decade, if not longer. Um, so I just feel like diet and gut health is everything. And that's where I always start with my patients. Awesome. So I know that you had Sjogren's, um, so for people who don't know what Sjogren's Uh is, explain what it is exactly. Sure. So with any autoimmune, your body basically gets confused and starts attacking itself. So with Sjogren's, it's kind of in the lupus family. Um, It could be secondary to that. Uh, Sjogren's is where the body attacks the moisture production. And so for me, my eyes got so dry, so severe. I had sores around them. They had to put punctal plugs and it was just horrific. I was, I wrote an article called going blind and it is really all about Sjogren's and my experience with that. Um, so Sjogren's is an autoimmune. You can get really dehydrated. Your organs, organs can get affected. You can get, um, arthritis can be involved. So it just depends on what level that it, um, basically is untreated. It can just get worse and you can with any autoimmune, you can actually get more autoimmune if you don't address the first one. Mm. Yeah, pretty scary, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, so w- any other autoimmune issues that you had besides that? No, um, hypothyroid, although Hashimoto's is what the actual autoimmune is. So Sjogren's was the only one, luckily, and I was able to address that and heal so that I didn't have to you know, get layered of layers of other issues uh, on top of that. So what were some of your food intolerances that you had and how did you find out that you had them and which, what did you cut out? Okay. So for me, uh, growing up, I had migraines even as a child. And then I ended up with a lot of GI issues. And even as a child, my immune system was compromised because I took a lot of antibiotics because I had a heart condition. You know, every time you go to the dentist, right? So 
my gut, the integrity was off, which was kind of the starting point for all of this. Um, and so when I was fed up <laughs> with being sick and having severe brain fog and all kinds of symptoms from the GI, mm -hmm. I went and saw a chiropractor who was also into nutrition and the holistic field. And she just looked at me because I was just a zombie. It was really bad. And she said, you need to go off gluten. And so this was over a decade ago, uh, probably longer now. And I didn't really listen to her for a little while. And then I said, yeah, what the heck? I'm going to do that. And that is what just completely opened up a whole new world for me. Um, I went back to the eye doctor who couldn't really do anything for me. Um, he was just trying to mask the symptoms and, you know, put a Band-Aid on it. And so I went gluten-free and within a month or so, I started feeling better, feeling a difference. And then um, I went cow dairy free because that's actually tied into the colon and upper respiratory because I also had asthma and so um, and migraines. So it, it's been gluten free and cow dairy free for, again, over a decade. And it's made a huge, huge difference. So that's where diet really comes in. It plays a huge role. Sure. So that's a very good point because, so for me personally, um, it's funny because I'm going to be going out to dinner tonight and we have a place called Bellamonte here in Virginia Beach and they have this amazing like dish that has like cauliflower bread mm -hmm. and then they have like, they take garlic and mm -hmm. they take the entire clove of garlic where it has like 10 yeah. little cloves, yeah. you know, chop it off the top. They took two, two of them, they roast them. And so you literally mm -hmm. take the garlic and put it on the cauliflower bread that's made out of cauliflower. And then you, so you're literally, when you are done eating this, you're having like 25 cloves of garlic because it's, you know, you know, just kind of spread it on. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I was telling my husband about it, but I can have goat's milk so I can have goat cheese mm -hmm. and I feel fine eating goat cheese, yeah, but I don't good. feel good having uh, cow's milk. So is that mm -hmm. the same for you? Yes. And I can tell you the cow casein is extremely inflammatory. It's a very large protein. Goat's milk and goat cheese is closest to mother's milk. It's a smaller protein. And so the body can work with that a lot better. Same mm -hmm. with sheep. So that um, Manchego cheese is made from sheep and um, that I do well with is and it's awesome because I absolutely love cheese. Um, so I'm able to do that. And when I do labs on my patients and myself, I just make sure that, you know, none of that comes up. And I've been really blessed that I can at least do the goat and the um, sheep cheese. Awesome. Um, so you've written a book called <laughs> Beyond Gluten. Yeah. What give listeners just kind of a tasting for that mm -hmm. book. So what are kind of your biggest points there that you're making mm -hmm. in that book? Sure. So this book was really written for people, not just celiacs, but people that really need to be off of gluten or have a good understanding. And so the book really is about talking about the GI, things that are associated with gluten intolerance, with celiac, right? Um, and I wanted to have people transition in a healthy manner. So usually when somebody has to go gluten-free, they just got, get everything gluten-free. 
and yet you lose a lot of fiber. There's a lot of nutrient deficiencies and GI issues that, that correlate with having to be gluten-free um, because you've got inflammation going on. So I really walk through the whole body on that. Also talk about the deficiencies, good fats, you know, the sugar, all of the different elements that we need to pay attention to. And also 50% of celiacs also have intolerance to cow dairy. And then there's the cross-reactive foods that mimic gluten in the body. And a lot of those are the gluten-free grains, like rice, for, for example. And so there's that list that we have to keep in mind as well. So then there's a lot of recipes in the back of the book that are gluten-free. Um, and then I really, I, I really promote gluten and dairy-free and um, just a balanced anti-inflammatory diet. So the book really takes you on a good journey. There's also the story about what happened to gluten, which in the 30s, they hybridized it. So I always say it's not of God. It's always like a food that the body doesn't know what to do with. And so it can't really break it down. And so what happened to the protein, it became 500 times stronger. And so you think about eating a piece of bread, it's like eating a whole loaf in one sitting now. And that's why you see a lot of people with gut issues, inflammation going on, because the body just cannot process it anymore in the U.S. And it's also sprayed with Roundup, which is a neurotoxin, which has affected a lot of children <laughs> and a lot of people as well and the gut. So it's kind of a, a few reasons why gluten is not the greatest thing, especially in the U.S. So you talk a little bit about a seven-day reset diet. So mm -hmm. explain what is a seven-day reset diet. So it's really about uh, resetting the body and getting rid of um, triggers, you know, trigger foods, um, habits. It's kind of setting somebody up for going into my three-month program, um, which really is a hands-on uh, a lot of good tools that they download one-on-ones because the goal really is to reset the body so that it's not reacting all the time and clean it a little bit. And then, you know, environmentals are important too, right? What we put mm -hmm. on our body, what we surround ourselves with, mindset, all of that's important. So the seven day is really an introduction to just kind of uh, balancing things, getting rid of those triggers and looking at more of an anti-inflammatory approach. Hey guys, I want you to know what I've been doing for my health that is absolutely transforming it. I'm taking massive amounts of vitamin C. Now, it's not just the regular vitamin C. This is 100% natural and it only contains natural sources, whole foods like amla berry, camu camu berry, uh, cherry. So it's literally just ground up fruits and massive amounts and it delivers 750% of your daily recommended vitamin C. So I literally double it and I have just seen so many benefits. So go to ChantelRayWay.com slash vitamin C to get yours today. So what else besides cow's milk and gluten are you seeing in your patients that they're, you're saying, here's some other things that are a big issue for them? Yeah, it really depends on the patient. I actually run labs. I um, really like to do there's different labs I run. There's a, a food panel I run, which is an IgG, and it looks for intolerance. So what you, um, I think you had mentioned at one time, there's this green zone, yellow zone, red zone, right? 
in a lab, what I do is I go through those zones with each individual patient and everybody's different. And so um, I do see some random things come up, even uh, garlic or, um, you know, chicken, things that somebody will eat a lot of. Sometimes the body gets burned out on it. And that's why I talk about making sure you rotate your foods. Mm. Right. So um, there are other random foods that come up. Um, it just depends on also gut integrity. Right. Some foods are harder to digest. Um, some meats will come up for people because they can't break the food down because they've got low stomach acid or their gallbladders removed and body's having a hard time really adjusting and breaking foods down and fats and proteins. So it's very individualized, but I am seeing some random stuff come up for sure. Um, and it really depends on the person and where they're at with the inflammation. Uh, and there's some patients that are surprised that not a lot of stuff comes up. But in that moderate zone, that yellow zone can still cause inflammation, right? So some of the higher foods could be some of the cross-reactive foods uh, for some people. Um, coconut can come up. Just just random, honestly, uh, that foods so, that can come up. Yeah, so explain you know, what you recommend for a rotation diet. So I've heard people, you know, say that, you know, they should switch up the foods they eat roughly on a four-day rotation. So you're not eating yeah. the same foods every day. Sure. Um, what is your kind of recommendation of what you're thinking? Because I remember, I know that's that's one of the things that I get frustrated with, with some of these food intolerances tests, because I've done some where they've said, you know, you're allergic to almonds, which I eat a ton of almonds. You're yeah. allergic to, uh, you know, one, one said I was allergic to lettuce, you know, which I mean, I eat a salad probably, you know, every day. Right. So, you know, just kind of mix, you know, mixing it up, like you said, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that? Where, where if you take a test and mm-hmm. it's, you different items every time you take it it's saying okay well now it's saying this is a problem now this is a problem does the rotation diet really help with that I think it does um and just keep in mind too that your GI tract all your cells turn over every couple days and so it's constantly moving and changing um as far as a rotation it's good to rotate every four days because with an intolerance for example you know, you could get a headache three days later, and then you're trying to figure out where is that tying to, right? For me, it was dairy. It was pretty obvious uh, for that. But um, I do like the rotation diet. And then like with almonds, I do see that come up. And, and it's because people will just eat almonds or just do almond milk or use almond flour. And it's, it's really a good thing to switch things around, like add oat milk, add cashew milk, you know, make a nut blend, few Brazil nuts for selenium and walnuts for omegas and really try to, you know, really have a diverse diet because our bodies are really meant for that. They're meant to have a good variety so you can get lots of nutrients in. So if you're, if somebody doesn't do a lab, for example, or even if they do and they're still reacting, it's just kind of a guide. You still have to pay attention. Like for you know, cow dairy, here's an example on the casein on the, or the cow dairy, is the lactose intolerance is different than the casein. The lactose is the sugar. And so if somebody has bloating and gas after they have milk, it could be that lactose issue. 
And they're not going to show that on a lab, right? They're just going to test the protein in the food. So there's other issues we could be having with the food that we have to pay attention to. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm such a fan of intermittent fasting, because sure. just like our bot, ourselves, we need breaks. Yeah. Our sure. gut needs a period of rest and rejuvenation to mm-hmm. function optimally. Yeah. And giving your gut a break, not giving it any food at all, mm-hmm. that's what can reduce inflammation, shed mm-hmm. water weight, and yeah. bloating. And so we're just getting more and more, you know, studies out where mm-hmm. you know, giving your gut a chance to repair, rest, and reset. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, not even just your gut, your pancreas. So people with diabetes, for example, they find it's been helpful to do the intermittent fasting to do a reset, right? Because you get so much of the sugar in the bloodstream that you've got to get that moving through, right? So there are some really good benefits to that. And a lot of times I'll have uh, my patients start out with just like the 14 12 to 14 hour gap, you know, between dinner and when they eat in the morning. And sometimes that's easier for people. So, or do like a 500 calorie for two days a week or, you know, things like that, or just, you know, go through periods of time where you can um, fast uh, in between meals and not, you know, the old school is eat when you first get up to break the fast, right? Eat protein and then, you know, eat every three to four hours because of the blood sugar, But what we're finding is that the fasting is allowing the body to reset and utilize what's in there. I don't know about you, but all my friends like to enjoy a nice glass of wine after a long, stressful day. But the problem is that all these wines have so many harmful chemicals like pesticides and way too much sugar. If you're going to drink wine, you should drink dry farm wines. Their wines are all natural and additive free, and they are tested for purity, sugar-free, and low alcohol. So you can have the great taste of good wine without all those extra chemicals. And as a special gift, if you sign up with our link at chantelrayway.com slash wine, you can get a bonus bottle of natural wine for just one penny. So have that extra bottle of wine for one penny. Go to chantelrayway.com slash wine or just click the show notes and you'll see the link right there. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about this case versus lactose intolerance mm-hmm. because yeah. I think that people are confused about it. They mm-hmm. don't understand the differences between um, milk sugar lactose intolerance mm-hmm. and casein and whey. So can right. we kind of mm-hmm. dive into that a little bit sure. more? Sure. Yeah. For people who don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So the ways, you know, curds and whey, that's, um, a, you know, a different part. Then there's a casein, which is the actual protein. So, for example, if you look at ghee butter, right, you think, well, that's still butter, but it's actually clarified, so it's pure fat. So the actual protein's taken out, which is actually a really good substitute. Uh, It tastes very much like butter, though. It's very strong. Um, And then the lactose is the sugar in the the dairy. So a lot of people could do lactose-free milk, um, and they seem to be okay, but Honestly, I just, I really feel that cow dairy is just inflammatory, period. And so it's not something we need to be eating a lot. I also did an article on cancer and nutrition. And there are some research out there. There's research out there that shows that, um, that the actual cancer cells, casein, cow casein feeds those cancer cells. 
And so we have to think about those foods and what they do to the body, just like sugar, we know feeds cancer, right? And sugar is also very toxic, right? So, but we don't think about cow dairy and what it can really do to the body because it's inflammatory. So, yeah, so there is a difference um, in those three things, but whey, like whey can be an issue too. So people that do bars, there's whey protein in bars, there's whey protein in protein powders, you know, so you got to kind of watch for any kind of reaction to that. So, well, I saw a study recently that it's estimated that up to 75% of adults are lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? Um, there's a pretty high number for sure. Um, and I think it's getting worse because of what's going on with the hormones and all of that in our foods and how cows are being raised. In fact, all animals is kind of sad when you think about the commercial right part of it. So yeah, there is a, a lot of the foods are becoming a lot more, people are becoming more intolerant because you got to think about also all the toxins we have to process every day. And you have to think about um, our gut health. You do one round of pro antibiotics, you've dropped a bomb in your gut. And so what happens with that is you have to rebuild it correctly, right? So some of these foods become more toxic and they're feeding the bad bacteria. Then you get that dysbiosis that throws the whole system off. So um, these proteins can be pretty inflammatory in a lot of ways. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but if you are just feeling so tired throughout the day and just feeling restless at night, then I want you to try something called Energy Bits. Each package is has spirulina or chlorella algae. They're plant-based and they have zero sugar, 40 nutrients, five grams of protein. And so you are gonna feel great taking them. So go to energybits.com and then you'll get 20% off if you put the promo code Chantel. That's C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, when when someone, let's, because right now, um, I'm. it's funny because me and my husband got into a big fight about this <laughs> because, you know, I'm anti-anti-antibiotics. Yeah. And I just, yeah. like, will not, I'm like, I don't care if you're dying. No, you're not getting <laughs> antibiotics. Yeah. Like, yeah. That much. And so, so he had taken he had taken antibiotics mm-hmm. and then he was sick again and mm-hmm. he was literally sick from mm-hmm. December 15th. He then, he got to, I think he just went to the doctor for no reason. He just wasn't feeling good. They gave him antibiotics, which I said, don't take it. Don't take it. Right. Then he took the antibiotics. He's like, see, I'm feeling so much better. Then, <laughs> then five days later, he got the flu. He was in bed for five days, did not move out of bed, was in bad, bad shape. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I said, I told you, you're going to take those antibiotics and your immune system is going to go down. Then you're going to get it. You know, I was all like, I told you so. I told you so. (laughs) So he takes the, the, then he gets on Tamiflu Mm -hmm. and helps with the flu a little bit. (laughs) And then a week later, he's he's still not better. He's like coughing. He just feels Mm -hmm. miserable. Finally, he goes back to the doctor again for another round of antibiotics. They say he has strep throat. Now Mm -hmm. he has strep throat. And then they said, well, now he's like, babe, I have strep throat. I have to take antibiotics. I'm like, no, you don't. Your Mm -hmm. body will heal itself. Mm -hmm. You do not need the antibiotics. So he takes it again and he's still, Mm -hmm. I mean, December 15th. I mean, we are now 
in February. Yeah. Better, but he is not a hundred percent. So what would you say to someone like that? Maybe he will listen to you. Um, so now <laughs> he's, he's taken the two rounds of it. He's taken yeah. the two rounds of antibiotics. Now we need to really repair the gut, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do at this point? So, so what happens again, it takes all the bacteria out, good and bad. And then what happens when it starts to try to grow again, you get this imbalance and diet really dictates a lot of that as well. Um, but there's a specific probiotic that I put people on after a round of antibiotics. It's got saccharomyces and Velarde. That strain actually will help the, the GI build, but also a lot of times candida grows, which is that yeast overgrowth which is almost a precursor to UTIs and yeast infections and foot fungus and all these things. When that becomes a little crazy, that can cause leaky gut. So leaky gut is a permeability issue. So people that have several rounds of antibiotics, like I did years ago, cause leaky gut because it throws everything off and it just opens those tight junctions. Then you get all these toxins in your bloodstream. And you get these inflammatory responses. And this is kind of the road that happens. This is a path that happens if you don't go in and rebuild these bacteria. The microbiome is critical. And I mean, it's super popular right now as far as the topic goes in about the last five years or so, because we're learning how important that makeup is. And everybody's got an individual footprint of that, if you will. But every time these antibiotics go in, and the thing with antibiotics, yeah, they can save lives sometimes. But the problem is, is that they just randomly throw them at you. There's no specific antibiotic for strep throat or anything that comes up, right? And a lot of times it doesn't really do anything because it's not specific enough. And Mm -hmm. so somebody might feel better for a little bit, you know, because it's killing bacteria. But at the same time, they're going to feel worse in two weeks because now all of a sudden there's nothing in the gut to fight um, pathogens coming in, right? There's no first line of defense in the gut. And so it's really important to build that up. There's some things that I will prescribe like L-glutamine, people can do bone broth, things like that, aloe that can really heal the lining. Um, There's a product that I use from Apex that um, is good for leaky gut that's got the L-glutamine, it's got zinc. So there's certain things for the immune system. Increasing vitamin D is important as well and always want to, you know, need to know your levels on that. And so, for example, on vitamin D, even most people are in the 30s. Well, I like 50 to 70 as an optimal range if you're looking at it from a functional perspective, right? Not lab ranges because... Most people I see are low in D, so that's their immune system. Um, so it's really building the immune system up is super important. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and then also with the diet, you want to make sure um, that, you know, the food's there, the, the proper food is being um, put in the body and doing things like um, sauerkraut, right, to get those bacteria in there. The fermented vegetables are great for that. Uh, cruciferous that feeds the good bacteria. So it's super important also to stay away from sugar, inflammatory foods, and really feed that body some really good nutrients um, that really make a difference when it's rebuilding. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. You're welcome. Thank you. It was fun. <laughs> Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Sure. So you can look up Sandy Star if you Google me. Um, my website is Sandy J Star, or it's going to be Sandy Star Wellness. I'm actually changing my name from Karmic Health to Sandy Star Wellness. So that's in the process. So you can Google either one of those. Uh, Facebook, you can look at Karmic Health. Um, and then I've got Instagram and all those other fun social media sites. Um, but you could do- totally go to my website. You can actually download a free chapter of my book. And that is also available on Amazon in print or Kindle. Um, it's a great book for anybody if they just want to really even understand the GI system and some of the deficiencies that we see all the time with the um, GI being um, out of integrity, if you will. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you have a question and you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.